Thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. I'm coming to you from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. My focus each week is to share with you success tips, insights, and how to do it that help you achieve the results and successes you've always wanted in your business, in your career, and in other areas of your life. Are you ready to uncover the success you've always wanted? Keep listening. I'm going to start off today's podcast with a quote from Michael Jordan. Some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen. Others make it happen. And for many of you, and including myself, we have a lot of dreams, we have a lot of desires, and we have a lot of goals in life. Yet we do nothing to make them happen until something propels us forward. I remember my mom, when she was alive, was a great artist. However, she waited until she was 70 years of age before she made it happen and began painting and drawing. And so what was her excuse? A fourth grade teacher had laughed at a robin she had drawn. And the irony is she kept that picture. I saw that picture and it really was a nice looking robin. So I'm not quite sure what that was about. For myself personally, I've always wanted to move from Michigan to Colorado since I was 15 years of age. And this was after participating in a 4-H exchange program. Yet it wasn't until 32 years later that I made the move and made it happen. My excuses were, I needed to find work. Uh, I needed to get married and have a family first. I needed to have a financial portfolio and just a lot of other excuses. And a lot of us listening, we love to put off something, put off doing what we'd really, really love to do because of. And some of those excuses could be waiting until the children grown, waiting till we have the financial freedom to do so, waiting till we get the right job or we retire. Yet when those events occur, we come up with other excuses. So it's not the heart and soul of what is getting in our way. It's simply our fear of pursuing what's important to us. My guest today is Natalie Vanderwerken, and she's used many excuses too, until, according to her, the universe hit her with a two by four, and she thought she better listen. Let's find out what and how she, the process she went through to help her become an award-winning author of young teen books. And here's the irony. Previously, she served in the Navy as a meteorologist. It's like, hmm, oh, wow. From a scientific background to writing about dragons. That's interesting. In a moment, I will have Natalie introduce herself in 20 words or less. As I've mentioned in my earlier podcast and in my book, It's Time to Brag, it's important to keep your intro short and on point to capture others' attention. Natalie, welcome. And in 20 words or less, who are you? You got everybody intrigued here. Good morning, everyone. I love dragons. I collected 30 of them from around the world while I served in the Navy. And I started writing about dragons because they inspired me. And now they inspire a lot of young teens who read the books. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean by the universe hit you with a two by four? Like, what does that mean? There had to be a concatenation of events 
that allowed my mind to say yes to the universe. The beginning event was I hired a gardener. I've always wanted to write uh, science fiction and fantasy, and I've read thousands of books in the genres, some of them 20 or more times, literally. Whenever I thought about writing a book, my stomach and my heart would literally contract the symptoms of a classic panic attack, and it was, I can't do it. It's too big, and I just back away and turn and go back to doing what I was doing, volunteering, raising kids, all the things that we do in life. And those were also part of your excuses, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> those were my excuses, and it's too big. I can't, I can't do it was, you know, the excuse. And then I hired the gardener. Actually, I told my grandkids a uh, tale, a fairy tale, one Christmas Eve. They were pretty young and getting ready to go home after opening presents and eating. I could hear the irritation in their parents' voices. I sat down in the living room and leaned forward. I've got a story for you. Long ago, there was a castle where three families lived together with their three children. The parents had to go help the king get ready for a war, but they didn't have anyone to watch the children, so they decided to ask the dragon in the basement. It was like a floodgate opened, and the story just flowed out of me. The grandkids ended up sitting at my feet in a semicircle as I told the story about them in the castle with the dragon. They found magic swords and fought the burglars who were trying to steal the castle gold and put all of the bad guys into the dungeons. My girls and their husbands sat down around the living room, coats and boots on, ready to leave, listening to the story. I have no idea where that story came from. Yeah, I do. Universe used it to wake me up. I thought about that story for about five years, and I told people, yeah, I'm going to write a book and, and tell this story and what it was about, and I just kind of let it percolate in my brain. Then I hired a gardener to mow the lawn and get the garden under control. That, that was literally, instead of writing, I would think, I got to go out and garden, and then I'd start to read a book. So my sister gave me my niece's old laptop that she used in high school. I woke up one morning with the first line of the first book in my mind. Stop that, Thomas. I went downstairs, opened the laptop on the kitchen table, poured a cup of tea, and started typing. The stories have just flowed out from universe through my mind and onto the page. There are no coincidences, crooked lines and all, pay attention. There are always clues. Pay attention. I love that. That is a great story. And you've helped so many people, young teens and their parents too, with your books, with your stories. Thinking back, to your experience. I know personally, I should say, I had a similar experience with my very first brag book where I had done all these workshops, had done presentations for business people, for people who were job seekers, and used the brag outline that, and the outline that is in the brag book. But it took me years, like, you know, you shared before I actually put it into writing as a book. And I remember sharing this idea with my virtual assistant at the time. And she goes, I have an idea. Let's try this out. Let's create a webinar. Because at the time we had been doing quite a few of them. Let's create a webinar 
I'm going to be on there as one of your guests and I'm going to record, you're going to record everything, we're going to record everything you said and then I'm going to have it transcribed. And that's exactly what we did. I got it back in writing and then of course you have to go clean it up. Then I got my book published. It was just, it was cool. But it's like you said, it's like all of a sudden things can happen that pull everything together. Because like you said, there are no coincidences in life. And when those things come together, are you ready? Are you willing to let go of all your excuses and make it happen? Natalie, in your opinion, why do you believe people, I mean, we're no different than anybody else, but why do you believe that we all put off doing what we really, really, really want to do? Personally, I think it's fear. I think it's fear of failure. It's fear of the unknown. And it's, we are so involved in our own lives, in, in doing the things that we've always done, that it's, we push it to the side because we want to do it, because we want to spend the time and we don't think we have it. Seriously, it's, it's, it comes down to fear. And I would once, agree. Once I, you, absolutely. Once you let that fear go, once you take that first step, it is probably the most fearful thing I've ever done. I've jumped out of airplanes. I've done all of these things. Shoot, my kids took me up to the top of Mount Evans and I almost died of fright. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but but the, I think taking that first step and saying, writing that down, it was, I'm going to do this. I don't care if I'm afraid. By gum, I'm going to do this. And things have happened in a sequence that I cannot believe thinking back now. There was the laptop, there was the gardener, there was the laptop, there was the first line. I sat down and I started writing. There was a contest and I, I finished the first draft and there was a contest that I entered with the first draft, not knowing any better. And wow. I, but yeah, I turned it in and amazingly enough, it was a finalist in the, in the, your yeah. first draft, not First edited. draft, yes, not Good edited. For not you. Yeah, it was, um, and it was really weird because my daughter came over and the van was acting up, and so I said, "I can't print this. We need to take it over because it was like two hundred pages, you know." And so we took it over and we had it printed and put it in a box, and then I drove it to the home of the person who was collecting the manuscripts and turned it in two days after I finished writing the thing. And it was, oh yeah, I was, I was wow. very naive, but let me tell you, after that contest and after the comments and so forth, I understood what I needed to do. And that was, you know, edit it and have somebody else look at it and all that good stuff. There's that. And then the next step was starting to attend groups and people like been to groups with you, Jeanette, and it's right. been a complete learning experience, I, and I have had so much fun. Well, and I think that's part of it is having fun. I know some of the, our listeners don't want to write a book. That's not their interest. However, they'd love to find a better paying job, or they would love to do like what my mom did is paint pictures, or they would love to go on a trip to around the world or maybe to a particular country. 
or do something special, what would you recommend to them to help them overcome the challenges and excuses that they're using or the situations they find themselves in to take that first step? Because what we've been talking about so far this morning is that first step. The, the thing I think is most important is to, this may sound really weird, but you got to open yourself up to universe, to, to inspiration. You have to let go of the fear and, and literally, like you said, take that first step. It's buying the brushes to paint, buying the canvas getting the brochures. Now, a lot of people will get the brochures, like say for a trip around the world, they'll get a brochure and then they stack them up in a file folder and it, they never get to it. The thing is to make a phone call, take the first step. It doesn't matter what that first step is, but take the first step. If it's a minuscule step, take that step. Because uh, what's the ancient Chinese saying? The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Oh, I love right. that. Yeah. Wow. I remember and my very first podcast with Deb Creer, we entitled, entitled the podcast, Just Get Started. And it was ironic because she had just completed her 500th podcast and I was just starting my very first one and she was gracious enough to be my very first guest. And we did well. We, we did well. And she was a great coach. And she also helped me create like a map of what to do. Now, sometimes going forward, there's a lot of unknowns in life, right? Always. You didn't know how to, to get your book published. You didn't even think, I'm sure, when you started writing the book that, oh, my goodness, there's a contest and I should submit the book. Right. Right. It's one of those things that as you do one thing, the second thing comes up. Along the way, and I know I experienced this in preparation for my very first podcast, is a lot of fear, like what we've talked about. But what was the thing that you would assert that you were the most scared of? Time. Lack of time. It wasn't I was afraid of it. It was I don't have the time to do this. And yet you were retired at the time, correct? uh, Yeah, I had to retire because of a a disability. And so it was, I was still doing other stuff, you know, like I show dogs with my daughters and we we raise dogs and so forth. But it was, I don't have the time to sit down and do this. And that fed into the, I don't have the time because the garden needs to be weeded or the lawn needs to be mowed. And it was literally... Literally, that hiring that garden was probably the most freeing thing I did. And it was fear of, of losing time, of not having the time to do what I wanted to do with the books. And that's another thing. I think this perfectionism that we are all infected with, or that I know I'm infected with. I think we all are infected with it. I know it shows up, it shows up in my life it. every so often, like, knock, knock. Yes, and it's, it's every time you think about, I want to write, I can't do it because I don't have the time, I don't have the laptop, I don't want to sit at my desk staring at the wall while I'm, you know, writing stories. When everything came together, and it literally does, and I can guarantee you, if you, if anybody looks 
at the events in their life and they follow them, they will see that there have been events that have come together that have set you on a path that you never thought you'd follow. And I, my whole life has been that way, literally my whole life. So there you have it. I think that's a, that's a great point. Sometimes we're afraid to move forward, yet if we do a quick review of our life, there's been a lot of other occasions where we didn't necessarily have a choice. We needed to move forward. We did, and exactly. it worked out brilliantly for us. In this case, sometimes we do have a choice. Do we want to get these books written, or do we want to really get that new job? Do we really want to start that garden? Do we really want to move? Do we really want to travel? Right. And that's where you right. really got to get honest with yourself. It's now or it's not going to happen. I remember telling myself that back in Michigan before I moved to Colorado. I said, you're either doing it now or you're not doing it. Like, let's just get this done. And it's a huge step into off into the unknown. I mean, exactly. when you think about, okay, a move from, from Michigan to here, that's a pretty significant life change. And everything we do, everything we do, in even the smallest thing, and even the smallest thing is a life change. We're choosing. We are choosing the path we're on. And that, I think, is the most fun I've ever had, is recognizing that, yes, putting away the books on the table and getting the laptop out and typing was a life change choice. And I'm so glad I made it. Well, I know all these, all your readers are glad that you made that choice as well. Let's talk a little bit about people more in a corporate world or people who have business ideas. Many times they're hesitant either to get started or they get started in such a way that it doesn't work out for them. Uh, it's not that they don't have the skills. It's just either they don't trust themselves enough they may not have the financing and they're unwilling to spend the money to make the money or do what they need to do to set up a business or, you know, they want that promotion and yet they rely on the excuse, well, my company won't pay for it. When these promotions come along, they may get the promotion, but they're not well prepared. And actually that's more hurtful than if they hadn't been given their promotion. So. Hiring the right coach, I would suggest, is one of those things that I know you and I as authors, we get a lot of coaching. Sometimes it's formally, sometimes it's informally. So what has been your experience of working with a coach to help you move forward? And how would that apply to people who aren't necessarily looking to write a book? One of the things I've found that has been most helpful is to start attending groups, joining groups and attending groups in the area that you want to become an expert in. Because the people who are attending those, they're like us. They started out the same way we did. They have gained the experience that we can now use to move forward in our path. And I think the key there, I'm going to interject just a quick minute here. Make sure it's the right group. Exactly. It has to be the right group and be willing and encouraging to walk. and encourage. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the right group, but also one that encourages you. Exactly. Encourages, doesn't make you feel like you're, well, uh, stupid. No, I think when, that's key. When I think that's you, key. 
gives you the space to either participate or not. And you also have to be willing to walk away if the group doesn't fit. It's not any good to you if you're made to feel less than all you can be. It's not any good to you if you're not learning something almost every time you go to the meetings or, you know, if you do the, the virtual stuff. So it's really important. The people in the group, the person running the group is critical. And you also have to, again, pay attention because just, just as a, a short thing, okay, so I was finished with the first book and this applies kind of sort of to everybody. I was finished with the first book. I kind of sort of knew what the next step was. I, I had decided that I was going to self-publish the book. So I created my own publishing company and did all the things you got to do to do that. I now know more about publishing than I ever wanted to know. I think we all have and, that have self-published yes, a book. <laughs> exactly. And then I couldn't afford, literally I could not afford to get an interior designer. Now, an interior designer in books means the person who lays out the pages so that they are in the correct order, that they're offset for the spine. I mean, it's a really interesting process. I was at a meeting and the moderator said, well, you can buy templates. And I thought, well, let's try that. So I went and I found the templates for the kind of books I'm writing, which is fantasy. And I bought the template and you just copy from Word and paste into the template and everything's done for you. Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> wow, that is great. It but you got that by attending, by attending a meeting a group. And, and, and listening. Yeah. And it was exactly the precise time I needed that information that the information showed up. And let me tell you, like I said, it's been astonishing. So you join the groups, you are not only joining the group to learn, you're also networking, you're meeting new people, you're, it is a fascinating process. What I'm also going to suggest to you that at that time you were coachable. A lot of times, and we've seen them in groups because you and I have attended the same meetings in the past, that sometimes people get rather defensive. They don't listen to people who walked that path before them. They want to do it as a DIYer, do it yourselfer. And as a result, say for example, a book or say for example, looking for a new job or getting that promotion, it always seems elusive. And yet, if they're willing to be coachable, set aside the defense, they can make amazing things happen. I know myself this morning, I was on a coaching call with my newest book, The Brag Journal. And the cover looks terrible. And I knew it wasn't going to be the final one. And so people were giving me feedback. And I, all I did was write notes. That's all I did. And what I'm going to do after this call or after this interview is then get with the person who's creating my cover and say, okay, here's the feedback. This is what we want to do. But it takes being coachable. And that's, I think, coachable, open to ideas, paying attention. They're all the same thing. It's all being open to inspiration from think, every source. Yeah. I think that's great. So you want to share our fun story that you and I love to share? 
about how you took that big, huge step, and it was a big, huge step, towards becoming an award-winning author. Ah, uh, yes. I was at an author's tea with my very first book, and even by the, the person who was holding the tea, we were given 30 seconds to tell about our book. And I had my four by six card and I had written everything out. I was really new to this whole thing. I think I've been doing it for maybe a year. And <clears throat> Jeanette walks up and says, do you have- Jeanette, that's me. That's her. <laughs> walks up to me and she says, well, do you have your presentation? And I said, I do. And I started reading my card. And she swears she didn't do it, but she reached out and she grabbed the card and she held it above her and said, her head and said, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, do you even like dragons? And I said, well, of course I do. I love them. Do you have any? Yes, I have 30 of them that I collected from around the world. You need to put that in your presentation. Holy mackerel. <laughs> I, I was scared. I went, and of course, with the last name Vanderwerk, and I always get to go last, so I got to hear everybody else. And I got up there, and I said, my name is Natalie Vanderwerk, and I love dragons. I collected 30 of them from around the world while I served in the Navy as a meteorologist and anti-submarine warfare specialist. This is Red Dragon's Keep. And I went on about the book, and I told everybody what it was about. And I sold out all the books. Thank and you've you. done that ever since. Ever Every, since. Everywhere you go, you and sell it's, out. It's thank you, Jeanette, for that coaching, because I don't think I could have done it without it. Well, you're very, very welcome. I love that story. I tell that story a lot to people. <laughs> because, again, it's an inspiration. You made it happen. And I love also the, the look on other people's faces where they go, oh, my goodness. <laughs> They she really does have it in her, and it's like, of course she does. They didn't, so, they didn't expect it either, so it was, it was you know, it's pretty gratifying, actually. <laughs> well, it is, and when we make things happen, when we take those steps forward, we take the time to acknowledge ourselves, particularly when no one else is acknowledging us, but really learn how to brag about ourselves, promote ourselves. I think the sky's the limit. That's, and that's, the that's hardest my belief. Thing, that's the hardest thing we do is bragging about ourselves because we're taught. You, you said it many times. We are taught that bragging is a bad thing. But let me tell you, if we don't brag about ourselves, if we don't tell about ourselves in our journey, nobody else will. So we better learn how to do it and do it well. And you do. And Thank you do. <laughs> So that leads into my final question for you. It's a question I like to ask all my guests. What does success mean to you? Success means to me connecting with my audiences and making them feel better, making them, giving them a way to escape into the worlds that I build. That's what success means to me. I, oh, that's amazing. I love that. Thank you. So I want to thank you, Natalie. For the listeners, this is a great time of the year to create your 2020 goals. You have a week left. It's December 26th. You have a week left. And then, boom, it's going to be here whether you're ready or not. So why don't we plan on making it a great one? And like Natalie has shared with us, making a commitment is the key. 
and will help you move forward. It's taking that step. It's like we said earlier through the quote with Michael Jordan, make it happen. It's not going to happen on its own. It's not going to be an abracadabra thing. And even if the universe is knocking you upside the head with a two by four, unless you're willing to take the first step, it's not going to make a difference. So be open to that. And particularly on those days where you'd rather stay in bed with the covers drawn up over your head and say, life, leave me alone. So again, thank you, Natalie. The URL for Natalie's Young Teen Books will be provided in the podcast overview for On the Air with Jeanette Seibley, along with the URLs for how to select the best coach for you and the Bragg books. I want to thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Seibley. It's your time for success. Tune in next week for more insights on how to achieve the success you've always wanted with my straight talk for dynamic results. Until next week, enjoy a successful week.